Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Victory Baptist Church in Hope Mills, North Carolina. I pray that God uses this message to help you worship God, strengthen your relationship, and glorify Him. Without further ado, here is this week's message. joining us on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. Um, welcome. Um, this morning we have a special guest, Keith and Ty here. Um, a little bit of introduction. They didn't give me anything to introduce. Yeah. I haven't really prepared a whole lot for it either. But uh, you know, I've known them for a few years. I think I, we met them through David. Um, they started coming to a church that, that I was going to. Um, they would visit pretty regularly. Um, and then I went up to, on a mission trip up to Toronto, and they happened to be just outside it was yes, in Mississauga. That's right. Um, they were in Mississauga recording for an album. And so we stopped by and had dinner there. And then, well, gosh, we were in North Carolina. And then we met in Toronto. And then we saw each other again in, in Tampa. So we've been all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And then you need to tell them also your parents kind of adopted us. So you're stuck with us now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my parents kind of adopted them. I guess they're kind of brother and sister now. Not just brother and sister in Christ. But, uh, brother and sister now. And as a church, uh, we support them. Um, and we have, um, well, they're kind of parked outside right now. So that's, that's good. Um, but so this is uh, Keith and Talia Comer, um, and I'm going to hand over the service to them now. Hey. Great. Okay, so hi everybody on YouTube, and hey everybody here. Um, we're excited too, because this is our first time in church since March. Yeah. And we were just talking about how awesome it was to have worship. So thank you, David. That was so great. And just to see Veda dancing and worshiping too <laughs> is such a joy for us this morning. So. Yep, and this is actually the first time she's ever gone to a nursery. Oh yeah, so, she's not here because she's in the nursery, don't say anything. She doesn't know we're out here. <laughs> this is great news. <laughs> um, but hi, we're here and we're excited to be here and it's been a long time coming. So. Yeah, so uh, most of you guys know our story and have heard our story and been a part of our story. Uh, but for those of you who are watching who might uh, need some gaps filled in, um, we've been uh, doing ministry here in North America uh, for the past eight years, uh, almost eight years, um, in various places and various roles. Um, and uh, six, six, seven years ago almost, we uh, founded Go and Shine, uh, which you guys have been a part of. Um, uh, big part. Yeah, a big part of it. And, uh, and uh, so that has taken us all across uh, the United States and Canada. Actually, our very first Sunday as a corporation Go and Shine was here in Hope Mills. So this is always going to be a special place for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so we did Go and Shine for um, the last six years. And it was, has been our mission to creatively and courageously share the gospel and equip others to do the same. And we did that by coming alongside local churches and um, equipping and mobilizing Christians to be actively sharing their faith. We also did street evangelism and our version of that, as well as developed curriculums and gospel resources and tracks. And with all of that, we are telling you that we are in a big ministry transition right now, um, but all of those efforts are gonna remain through churches like Victory Baptist and other churches who have been a part of our um, trainings and a part of our resources and all of that stuff. So the ministry itself isn't changing, but our ministry home will change. And uh, we have just signed on with a new organization called Missionary Ventures. Mm -hmm. So they're an international sending organization, send missionaries all over the world. They have about 140 families in the field right now. Um, and uh, they have uh, just given us our field placement. We felt over the winter God calling us to a specific continent and, uh, and they're making it happen. It fits right in what their mission and goals are. And so we will be moving. But this, you guys are the first people who are announcing it too, yeah, by the way. Just, Nobody no, else called, knows. We call their families. So moms, if you're listening, it's okay. They already know. Yeah. Um, but. You guys are the first ones we are telling that we just got our field placement a couple weeks ago, and we will be moving to Manchester, England in the next 
uh, soon, in the next year for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, so we'll be based out of uh, Manchester, England, um, along with the Great Britain office, uh, which also oversees all of Europe. Uh, and most of our ministry will actually be um, all across Europe. Um, and so we would love to uh, the chance to sit down with all of you guys personally, those of you who are watching. Uh, maybe we can even do a Zoom call or something like that just to get to know you guys a little better. Uh, you guys uh, get to know us and, and hear about how God is moving in Europe, because it's pretty exciting. It's things that um, are even foreign to what we know here in, in North America. And, and the way that the gospel is spreading, it is so, uh, so cool how God is moving over there. Yes, and even just in our, our new relationship with them, to hear about how the Holy Spirit is working in these, um, everything from church plants to uh, refugee camps and trafficking ministries, it is just incredible. And we are really excited to be a part of it and really have you guys a part of it as well. So um, maybe we can ask Pastor Jason to send around a sign-up sheet to our newsletter and um, you guys can stay in touch with us that way. But like Keith said, we'd love to talk to you face-to-face -to -face too whether that's over video or in person. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And we'll fill in all the, all the nitty gritty that yes. we're, uh, we're... Yeah, because we're on the journey right now too. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, say bye to you too. Bye to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, again, like Pastor Jason said, we are so glad to be with you guys today. And it's been a long time coming. Um, we were actually supposed to be here at the end of April, I think, right? Or mid-April or something. And then everything happened in... And uh, we got stuck in Florida, and everything shut down, and, uh, and Jason and I joked, we said, uh, you know, like, the devil is really trying to stop us from getting there for some reason. It's like, it's every time something gets booked, it, it falls through or something happens, and uh, of course our, our globe went into uh, this weird period that they've been in, and so uh, we are so glad to be here. It is uh, a privilege to be here with you guys, um, and it's a privilege to share God's word with you today. Um, and, you know, we, we're saying this is our first few times back in church um, uh, since all of this has gone on, this is actually, okay, this is, this is why I'm a little nervous today. This is my first time preaching in like over a year, okay? So <laughs> if I'm a little rusty and you're like, what is this guy talking about? That's what it, that's what's happening, all right? But uh, I'm really excited about it, and uh, this is one of my favorite things to do. I love um, working through uh, the story that, that we find in the, in the scriptures because it is, uh, it is life-changing and, and life-bringing and life-giving, and um, I believe that with my whole heart, and, and I know you guys agree with me, and I want to bring out some verses and, and kind of share some stories with you, and then I just want to walk slowly through this, these couple verses. I'm just going to share a couple verses with you. If you have your Bibles or, or you uh, want to pull out your phone or whatever you want to do, I give you permission to pull out your phone if you don't have your Bible with you. Um, and uh, we are looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm going to start in verse 16. Uh, so 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 16, I'll wait a second so that we can all uh, look it up. Uh, I had a professor one time tell me that always repeat the reference twice because women will get it the first time. They remember what you said, but men need it twice in order to remember where they're going. And I'm exactly the same. The, the pastor at the front will say, you know, turn to this passage and I'll start turning there. I'm like, where am I going again? And then he repeats it again. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I'm glad that we, we got that. So I don't know if any other guys can relate to that, but it seems to be a, a common trait. Anyways, okay. Irrelevant. All right. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 16 says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient or temporary, and the things that are unseen are eternal. Now, hopefully as you're listening to those verses, you're thinking, wow, that is really relevant to right now. And I want to walk through this a little bit um, and, uh, and uh, work through kind of what Paul is talking about here. Uh, but before we do that, uh, let's pray together. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for your word. 
how to think that it is living and active, that it goes uh, way outside of culture and time. Uh, and rather, you know, thousands of years later, it speaks to us still, God, and it speaks very specifically to us. Uh, God, we thank you that um, your word lives. Thank you that we can hide it in our hearts. Thank you that we can absorb it and learn from it um, and be better because of it. God, I pray that um, even today as we walk through just these couple verses and, and spend time together, God, I pray that we would be more and more like you. God, that we would uh, leave here today changed. God, that we wouldn't be the same people that we walked in. God, that we would be more looking like our Savior. God, I thank you that you change us, that you haven't given up on us. And God, I pray that we would continue to persevere. Um, and, and despite everything that goes on around us, God, we thank you uh, that you are so good. God, you are so good to us. Thank you for Jesus. Um, and thank you uh, for these stories that are true. And I thank you that we can uh, put our hope and faith in something that is way beyond ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So now I've titled this message to infinity and beyond. Um, as you can see back there, Buzz Lightyear flying around uh, to infinity and beyond. Now Buzz Lightyear, you learn in, in the first uh, first Toy Story that can he fly? No. Well, there's some debate. Maybe he can fly. He, he can fall with style, right? That's what they called it. Uh, but I, I want to read you a story about something else that flies. And, and I found this a, a really interesting story. Um, so it's from the book The Song of the Bird by Anthony DeMello. Um, and and uh, this is just a short excerpt of this story. Um, okay, so it says, A man found an eagle's egg and put it in the nest of a barnyard hen. The eaglet hatched with the brood of chicks and grew up with them. In his life, and his, or all his life, the eagle did what the barnyard chicks did, thinking he was a barnyard chick. He scratched the earth for worms and insects. He clucked and cackled, and he would flash, thrash his wings and fly a few feet in the air. Now years passed and the eagle grew very old. One day he saw a magnificent bird above him in the cloudless sky. It glided in graceful majesty among the powerful wind currents with scarcely a beat of its strong golden wings. The eagle looked up in awe. Who is that? he asked. That's the eagle, the king of the birds, said his neighbor. He belongs to the sky. We belong to the earth. We are chickens. So the eagle lived and died a chicken, for that's what he thought he was. Kind of a sad story, isn't it? And it kind of makes you feel a little sad, doesn't it? It, it kind of hurts you in the heart when you, when you read about that eagle that spent its whole life thinking it was a chicken. It, it spent its whole life raised by chickens and doing chicken things. And then when it finally gets to see an eagle in the sky, it says, I will never be like that because I am just a chicken. Kind of a sad story. Here we see this beautiful, majestic eagle with all the potential to be an eagle bound to a false belief that he was simply a chicken. Now, our world seems to be filled with sad stories lately, doesn't it? Right? Lots of sad stories going on. And it seems like there is no end to these sad stories. We, we look, and every time we turn on the news or the radio or social media or anything, what do we get? Sad stories. Bad news. It seems everywhere we turn, I just listed a few things that, that I can see all around us, and I'm sure you can add so much more to this list, but these are some of the words that came to mind, um, was chaos and sadness, division, brokenness, corruption, false narratives, half-truths, depression, anxiety, isolation, and fear. That's only a few things that we are feeling as a world right now, right? This isn't just us here in America. It's not just you here at Hope Mills. It's not just us in our RV, wherever we happen to be. This is the world is feeling these things. And some of them are feeling it for the very first time in very, very real ways. You know, it's so easy for us, even as believers, to become so consumed 
with all that is going on around us. It's easy to get sucked into what social media tells us or what the news tells us we're supposed to believe or what people tell us what we're supposed to believe. Everyone has an opinion right now, don't they? Everyone has an opinion. And do you know what's happening is these opinions are even dividing Christians. It's so sad that we are just surrounded by all of this, all of this brokenness and, and sadness and, and wrongness going on in our life. And yet we just let it sit there sometimes. So I, I want to talk about these, these couple verses a little bit, about what Paul is telling the Corinthians, because I believe he's telling them something that hopefully you picked on is up on that it's very relevant to today. It's very relevant to this very moment that we are in. And I, and I have four things that I want to talk through, and I'll, I'll list those four things for you, and then we'll go through them. Um, the four things are persistence, renewal, perspective, and eternity. Those are our four things that we're going to talk about today. And those four things are found in just these uh, couple few verses. So the very first one is, does anybody remember what I said? Persistence. Very close. Perspective's in there. But persistence, right? Now notice, um, Paul does something very specific here, doesn't he? What is the very first sentence in this, this passage that we read? Verse 16, the very first sentence, just the first sentence. Can somebody read it for me? Do not lose heart. And actually, in my translation, it says, so we do not lose heart, right? Now, there's a period at the end of it, and, and there's uh, lots of language study that you can do on just this sentence alone. Uh, but I believe it is very, that Paul is usually very specific when he writes something. He's very specific in the way he says something. Now, this would not be considered what we would call an imperative or a command, okay? So Paul isn't saying, don't lose heart. Have faith. That's not what Paul is saying here. Instead, he is saying it like a fact. So we do not lose heart. He's saying we do not lose heart because Paul knew a secret. Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna key you in on that secret today. Okay, and that is that us as believers are people of persistence. We are people of persistence because we do not lose heart. We don't have to lose heart, and we don't even need to actually be told not to lose heart. It is just in our very nature. When we are made brand new through the gospel, we do not lose heart. Now, we get distracted, don't we? Right? We get off track. We, we start looking around us. We start, like the eagle, looking around at all the chickens and start thinking, oh, I must be a chicken. I must be like all the rest of this that is going on. And we lose our perspective and our perception of what reality is. But Paul is reminding us here, do not lose heart. And he's, it's basically the word so is, is kind of in, in a, do you remember math class? How many of you guys remember math class? Yeah, some people, you remember math class. <laughs> there's, there's this thing in math class, and it's three little dots. And what do those three little dots mean? Therefore, right? When you're doing, you don't know that? Maybe it was a Canada thing, I don't know. In math class, we learned that, you know, especially when you're doing word problems in math and, and you're doing that critical thinking, at the end, your end result was, therefore, this is true, yep. right? So therefore, this must be true. That's basically what Paul is saying right here. He's saying, therefore, or so, do not lose heart, not as a command and telling them and spurring them on not to lose hope. He's saying, we do not lose hope because why? We know how the story ends. He was reminding them that we know the whole story. We don't know just part of the story, right? You, you think about the eagle and the chicken coop, right? He only knew part of the story. All he knew was, I'm surrounded by chickens. I was born with chickens. I must be a chicken. 
even though he knows maybe, well, maybe, maybe they don't have mirrors in a chicken coop. <laughs> right? But none of the other chickens brought up to him, hey, you look different than us. You look kind of weird, but you're still a chicken. You're just a weird chicken, right? They didn't say that to him. They just said, you are a chicken, right? So he believed he was a chicken. And we know that even though he was raised as a chicken, was he a chicken? Yeah, right? He had all the potential to be a full-blown, flying, gliding, majestic eagle. But he thought he was a chicken. He only knew part of the story. We are not people who give up because we are people who know the whole story. The eagle didn't have the whole story. The second thing is the rest of verse 16. It says, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is what? Being renewed, right? Renewal. Though our outer self is literally wasting away, right? And we can look at that and we know that, right? How many of you, as you get older, your body feels different, right? It starts to move slower. It starts to have pains. And I, I'm not even like, I, I think that I'm still pretty young. I feel like I'm young. But man, I, it takes me longer to recover from things now. And there's things that I don't do anymore that, man, 10 years ago, I would have had no problem doing it. Uh, we, were, we were talking just about roofing the other day, getting up on a roof. And I remember the very first time that I got up on a roof just recently, and I was terrified. I'm not, I've never been terrified in my life to be on a roof, but I was absolutely terrified because I was thinking in my mind, I'm old, if I fall, I'm gonna get hurt, and it's gonna last longer, and it's gonna hurt me longer, and I actually did end up getting hurt. I tripped when I was getting off the ladder and twisted my ankle, and do you know what? It took a long time for my ankle to feel any better. Maybe I'm just like a wimp now as I'm getting older, but I think my body is like breaking down, right? Our bodies, our outer selves are what? Wasting away. And, and that's a very dramatic way to say it, but Paul, again, was very specific in the way that he said things. He said it is literally wasting away, and there is nothing you can do about it. Did you know that for the past few thousand years, you probably know this, but for the past few thousand years, they have literally been trying to figure out how to make an elixir that will let you live longer? They've literally been trying, and do you know what they came up with? They came up with wine and moonshine. That's what it ended up being. Yeah, so all that, all that study kind of worked out for some people, I guess. But it doesn't make you any live any longer, right? In some cases, it makes you live less, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it was a way that they eased pain, wasn't it? They were like, this makes me feel better. And we see that even you know, in the Old Testament. We see it throughout the Bible, that they would have that wine, and it would make them feel better because their troubles would go away because they were looking for something to get away from all of this outside stuff because they know that their outer self is dying. It's passing away. We look at our world, and we know that our world is cursed because of why? Sin. It's not just us that are cursed with sin. If you look at the Genesis account, Tally and I were reading through it recently, and how how specific God is when he gives the curses. And he says, the earth is cursed because of you. Because of our sin, the earth is dying. That's crazy to think about, that our sin, that our individual sins have ramifications that go far beyond just us and our own lives. But rather, it is evidenced in that the whole world and our outer self is wasting away. But the good news in that is that the inner self is what? Being renewed day by day. That inner self is that part of us, our minds and our spirit that is in intimate communion with the Holy Spirit. It is being renewed daily. Or renewed daily. And I, I want to, I'm not I, by any means a Greek scholar, but I, I want to talk about a Greek word because it is very specific in this, in this verse. And, and actually this Greek word in this tense, in this way that it is written, only appears twice in the whole New Testament. 
Once here in 2 Corinthians 4.14 and once in uh, Colossians 3.10. Those are the only two times it ever shows up in the New Testament. This word renewed, or the way that this is parsed out, uh, renewed. Of course, we know that uh, renew, what's probably one of the most popular verses you can think of with renewal, right, is in Romans 12, 2, right? Yep. And, and he says, uh, you know, be trans do not be conformed to the, this world, but be renewed um, by your minds, transforming, right? You know that verse? Yeah, all right. That is actually a different, uh, a different type of renewal word. And so this renewal word actually implies that we have nothing to do with the process, which is pretty interesting. Think about it. He says, one, your outer self is wasting away. Can we do much about that? No, right? Can't do anything about it. We can't. Make it go, uh, you know, we can't inhibit it, we can't cause it, we can't do any of those things. It just is, right? And the same is true for the renewal. It's actually, he's, he's building this case here that this is exactly the same. There is nothing that we can do to cause renewal, and there is nothing that we can do to um, inhibit the renewal. But rather, it is an action of God that is renewing us. How often? Day by day. The God of the universe is renewing our inner selves if we're trusting in him and abiding in him. And all we have to do is abide in him. That's pretty cool. All we have to do is just cling on to the vine. And he renews us day by day. That's pretty cool. The, the Greek word for that, in case you want to know, um, is anakinos, or anakino, technically. Anakino. And it is that word that only shows up twice. Um, and it's a little different than the word that we hear in Romans, because Romans is talking about the renewal of your mind. It's, it's an idea of something is made brand new. There is something that dies and passes away, and something new that comes, right? You know those verses as well. That's, that's repeated often in the New Testament, that there is something that is brand new. But rather, this word implies that there is something that is old that is there, or something that is worn down or worn out, but yet by an act of God, he is renewing it and refreshing it every single day. Day. That should bring us some great comfort, because it is not by us. You know, uh, I might blow your Baptist minds here for a second. Is that okay? All right, because I grew up Baptist, right? I, I my heritage is Baptist, and, and you know, maybe it was just where I grew up and, and, and the circumstances and the way that I thought about things. But I thought that it was my job to renew myself. I thought that I was responsible, that I had to read my Bible a certain amount of times to be renewed, right? You've probably heard that before, that to renew your mind, read your Bible regularly, pray often, and all those things are good. Absolutely, we should be doing those things, but that is not us causing renewal. Rather, God is renewing us and making us new and taking our old self and making it brand new over and over again. How many of us can, would like an extra dose of renewal today, right? You'd like to be refreshed today, and we can access that because God offers that to us. If we abide in him, if we hold on to him, we can take all that that is old and it can be renewed. Even though everything around us passes away, our inside, our spirit, our mind can be renewed by God. That's pretty amazing. The third thing is perspective. So verse 17, for this light Momentary affliction is preparing us for eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Now, you read this verse, and if you think about the Corinthians for a second, uh, and you think about if you were one of the Corinthians, man, this verse hits you because did they think that their affliction was light and momentary? No, absolutely not. They were one of the most persecuted people, and it was a continual persecution. And they thought that there was no end to the persecution. They thought there was no end in sight. 
right? That there would be no end to this new world that they were living in, that it would never get any better, that they would never have any relief. And yet Paul comes in and says, it is light and momentary. That is not Paul being oblivious to what's going on, right? If anyone knew about suffering, it was Paul. But he, he, he's not being flippant about it or, or trying to push it to the side. He's saying in light of glory, in comparison to glory, in comparison to what will happen one day, the reward you will receive, all of this is light. It's momentary. It's an instant. Your life, you, you, will, you will look back at, and you will see that and you will say, man, that was so worth it. It didn't matter what it looked like. It didn't matter what it was. But if he, you have the proper perspective, if you're looking with your eyes towards glory and eternity, then all of these things seem light, don't they? And momentary. You know, I remember when, uh, you know, COVID was beginning, right? Everyone thought, man, this is going to be years. When are we ever going to see the end of this? We thought we would never be able to meet together in a public space. And here we are doing it. it, it it's starting to work its way out, right? But... At the same time, it is very real, right? It is not something that is not real. It's not something that um, is, is something that we can take lightly, but we can view lightly in regards to eternity, right? Now, all these things that go on in our life, all the sadness and brokenness and, and, and nonsense that happens because sin is present in our life, it doesn't mean it's not real. It doesn't mean it doesn't affect our lives, but it is the temporary. It is the transient. It is the light, momentary affliction. That is the perspective that we, as followers of God, need to have. Now, that doesn't mean that there isn't a time and place for us to sit in the dirt and mourn and be sad and be hurt and brokenhearted because of what is going on in our earth. You know, you know God himself says, I'm brokenhearted. When he, when he looks at his people and the way they turn their faces away from him, it hurts him. It aches him. It grieves him. It should grieve us as well. But at the same time, in, in light of eternity, man, it is momentary and light. Which leads us to our fourth and final thing, eternity. Verse 18. And, and this was the verse that, that really stuck out to me. I, I, was, I was reading through this and planning for this and, and even thinking about our current context in our world. And it says, as we look to the things that are seen, or we do not look to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. Some translations say temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. You know, it, it reminds us, again, to have the proper perspective, that as we look around us and we see all the hurt and brokenness and, and sadness and sin, it's temporary. There's something so much better coming. And that's what the good news is. Man, in light of all of this bad news going on around us, we are the bearers of what? Good news, right? And, and it seems like sometimes us as Christians, we get caught up in, in all of this nonsense and in the things that are going on in our world, and we forget that we are the bearers of good news. We forget to bring the good news. We try to come up with other solutions and other ways to get around things or do things, or maybe we need to be more compassionate, or maybe we need to do these things, and we totally leave out the good news. Let me tell you, nothing will fix any of this but the good news, and we have it. We know the whole story. We're not the eagle stuck in the chicken coop, surrounded by chickens thinking we are chickens. Consider yourself enlightened today, okay? You are an eagle. Fly like an eagle. God has something so much better for us than to sit in the chicken coop. To sit and scratch for worms and only be able to fly a few feet at a time. 
There is something so much better. That's awesome. And that's good news. Is it good news? Yeah, good news. All right, we have good news. Let's not be afraid to share that good news. We can be like Buzz Lightyear, and whether we think we can fly or not, we can go to infinity and beyond. I really believe that, that as Christians, we need to claim the ability to live in freedom today. That we don't need to be held back by those things that seem to tie us down and remind us, hey, you're just a chicken. You're just a chicken. You've always been a chicken. Now, this guy says something entirely different. He says, fly my eagle and bring good news. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you that we have good news. Thank you that it is worth sharing. Thank you that despite our world passing away, despite the chaos, despite the dissension, despite the brokenness and sin, God, we have good news. God, we know that that is a complicated issue, and it takes tact, and it takes perseverance in order to share that good news with those around us. But God, I pray that we wouldn't lose heart. God, that we would be reminded to have the proper persistence and perspective, because you are renewing us day to day. God, I pray that we would set our eyes to eternity. God, there is good news. God, we are headed towards the best birthday party ever, and we want to bring as many people with us as possible. God, I pray that we would not be afraid to share the good news. Give us confidence, and I pray that even this week, God, I pray that you would give us opportunities, all as individuals, for that opportunity to share good news, and you would bring to our mind that picture of the eagle, God, that you would just make it so visual for us, God, that we are meant to fly. God, we are a different breed when you make us brand new, and we want to invite others to be egos as well. God, thank you so much that you are so good and so persistent with us. Thank you for chasing us down. Thank you for caring for us in a way that even before we knew you, even then when we were enemies of you, God, you loved us enough to send Jesus to forgive all this brokenness and sin. Thank you for the good news. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to thank um, Keith and Tanya for coming in this morning um, to speak with us. Um, before we leave, I want to remind everybody um, at Mom's house, Mom and Dad's house, they're having a dinner. Um, everybody's invited to come over. I guess it's lunch because it's not even noon yet. Having a lunch. Um, everybody's invited to come over and have a meet, uh, meet and greet with Keith and Tanya. Um, but as, as Keith was preaching, you know, I kind of uh, thought of another illustration that, that I thought was good. Um, He's talking about having this perspective and being able to, to, we know the end of the story. You know, there's um, this, uh, I guess, kind of the, the way that, that Marvel makes their movies, when they're filming, the actors don't know, like, they don't get the full script. They get their lines, and they only see the scenes that they're in when they're filming. And so they don't, they, they don't get to see the whole picture. They only see that little bit that they have. But then the director sits back, and he has the whole picture in his mind. He knows what's going to happen. He knows what he wants to happen. Even sometimes what Marvel will do is they'll film other scenes that won't actually make it into the movie. I think partially that might be because the director doesn't know what's going on. or he, I, I think personally it's because he wants to kind of trick the actors until they can't spill the beans on what actually, what's actually going to happen. But our director doesn't do that. God doesn't do that to us. He shows us what is here, and he has the whole picture in mind. And then after the movie comes out, a lot of times they'll have a special release. It's called the director's cut. It has a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff or some extra scenes in it. And we have the director's cut. It's the Bible. And we get to see the whole picture, the whole story. We get to see that. 
and we can take that and we can share it with others. I know when um, when the, the last Avengers movie came Avengers movie came out, it was really big and there's a lot of people talking about it and a lot of people talking about how great it was. If we could get our people, if we could get the church, if we could get God's people to be excited, as excited about those movies, or as, as excited about the gospel as some of us were about those movies, it would be incredible. It would be an incredible movement in God's kingdom. But we have the director's cut. So let's go out and share that. I'll pray and we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you again for your word, and I thank you for the truth that is in your word. Lord, I thank you for this message that Keith brought to us this morning, Father, and I just pray as we leave that we will take your message with us, that we will take your gospel with us and share it with those around us. Help us, God, not to keep it into ourselves, but to share it with those around us, because the world needs to hear that message. The brokenness in the world around us needs to hear that message. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you all. Yes. Thank you again for listening to this week's message. If you would like to know more information about our church, please visit VictoryBaptistHopeMills.com or Facebook.com slash VBCHopeMills. I would also like to ask that you rate and review this podcast. And if you found this sermon helpful, please share it.